0: And now it's
2: time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague. All right, welcome in. Brandon Sprague here, 1080 the fan out in Portland. Joined with my co-host of Back to the Futures, Travis Thomas of 980 Sports Radio on the East Coast. So we've got the East Coast, we got the West Coast. We're ready to go with Back to the Futures.
0: Sprague, I'm ready to rock and roll and make some money, man. Listen, I've been doing all my research win totals division winners, conference winners, super bowl. I'm ready to rock and roll. It's football season, baby.
2: I think that's the big indication, right? It's time for football. It's time to make some money and back to the futures is going to be a real play on the name here. We're going to give you a lot of futures bets. Of course, as the season progresses, we're going to dive into any and everything Related to sports gambling and football in general, we got a lot of future bets to make and reacting to this football season because Travis, I think this is the most excited football season we've probably ever had in our lifetime dealing with everything we dealt with college football NFL back full stadiums fans are back. We've got uh, more normalcy in our lives, which I
0: think we're all looking forward to. I think that's well said. I mean, listen, I was watching the Hall of Fame preseason game the other night, and I'm thinking to myself, this game is awful, but I don't even care because football's back. I'm just so happy to have it. (laughs) So I think you're right. It's a, You know, look, it's back to normal, whatever that is now for all of us, but it's the closest thing you're going to get to it. Training camp went off without a hitch. We have preseasons now, and now it is time for the regular season to begin.
2: Well, yeah, we're ready. We're excited for Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network. We got a great team of uh, people supporting us for this one, and we're excited to get it going. And I'm I'm with you, man. Last night, I I can't believe I'm telling you this, but the feel that I had to lay a bet on the Pittsburgh Steelers minus the two in a preseason game, that means absolutely nothing. Couldn't have felt better, man. It was awesome.
0: (laughs) Hey, I'm happy I hit the bet. But uh, I was dumb and bet the over in the game and how that work out for anyone who bet the over. So uh, hopefully we can do better with our futures for uh, all the divisions and the conference and Super Bowl. Absolutely.
2: And I think that's going to be kind of a running theme, too. We're going to give you as much information as we can find throughout the week and all the stuff we're looking ahead to. But we're also going to miss. That's just what it is, man. And you got to be able to roll with your losses and roll with the wins. I'm with you. I had the over last night. Uh, and that didn't go well but i love the steelers minus the two who knows who's going to win preseason football but the point is we are back we are making great bets we're making questionable bets and that's what this show <laughs> is going to be it's going to be a lot of fun of hit and misses man
0: no question about it. it's back to the future so i mean that's back what we're doing futures. we're talking futures we're going to help you hit your futures bets but the thing is uh brandon and i will never talk at you. We're always going to talk with you. We're in this together because Brandon and I have action on all these bets that we're talking about as well. So uh, we're going to try and, you know, hit all these together.
2: Well, let's, uh, let's get things rolling here, man. Let's just start off back to the futures with this. Let's the, the AFC has a lot of interest in my opinion. I think if you were to look across the landscape of the AFC and you can maybe disagree with some of this, Travis, I, I think half the divisions have clear cut winners. The other half, it's like a coin flip whether that's Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, you know, we'll see what happens in that division. I think you look at the East, you you look at the West, there's clear cut favorites in those. But I think if you were to look in the South, if you were to look uh, in in the North, it's kind of a coin flip. I think the AFC has a lot of interest this coming season.
0: I agree with you. I mean, to be honest with you, I think both conferences are very similar, Um, but the AFC to me feels a little more top heavy uh, than the NFC. I, I mean, you mentioned it. You look at the Chiefs there. Uh, we know now we don't know which team out of the Browns, Steelers, and Ravens, but we certainly feel as though it'll be one of them uh, that'll, you know, obviously kind of rise to the top, cream rises to the top and be the clear cut winner there. And then to me, uh, although the Dolphins and Patriots feel playoff ish. To me, the class of that division, and I still can't get used to saying this, Brandon, as we say that we're back to normalcy, whatever that looks like now, I still can't get used to saying the Buffalo Bills are the creme de la creme of the AFC South. But quite frankly, Brandon, they are. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills, I think in the
2: East, it's, it's, I look at the division. I don't know how convinced I am, but the Buffalo Bills up there, we obviously have Baltimore coming back and they have been a consistent powerhouse through the regular season. They won a majority of their games. I'll, I'll one up you here in the North. I don't know how to feel about the Cleveland Browns. I like them, but how odd does that feel to say my entire life, the Cleveland Browns have been absolute trash. And here I am going into a year where I might be really excited about Baker Mayfield and what the Cleveland Browns may or may not be able to do this year.
0: Jeez, bro. Tell us how you really feel. I mean, well, I mean, come on, uh, they were a paper bag team my whole life. What do you want me to say? No, you're right. I mean, look for me, um, the Browns, I'm looking at two different ways. Okay. Let's start with them. So yeah, I do like, I do like betting, uh, the win total for them. It's at 10 and a half where I got it for my place. For me, I think in order to win that division, you're going to have to win more than 10 games. I think you and I both agree on that. So if you believe in the Browns, that's a good bet uh, to take them over that. Now that is a tough number for me because I think they're going to be right around 10 wins. So because of that, I'm taking the under in their win total. And I do not believe in the Browns to win the AFC North division. Uh, I, I look. I like the odds again. If you believe in them, bet the over for the win and bet them to win the division. I like the odds at plus one fifty where I got it, right behind the Ravens. But I'm not buying it. I just think they're paper champions. I think kind of, you know, I laughed at what you said about their history and all that. But the fact of the matter is, they do have to learn how to win in this league. They have to learn how to deal with the expectations deal with prosperity. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure that they've lived that yet because you and I both know they are paper champions in terms of that roster. Everyone thinks they can win the super bowl, except that you actually have to do it in the NFL. Brandon.
2: Yeah, I know. I I think you're making very valid points. I kind of disagree with you. I really like the prospects this year. Stefanski to me is the real deal. And I, I, you know, we're going to get through all the division stuff. We're going to talk about some of our favorites and I kind of wanted to start there. So clearly Cleveland for you, Travis is not one of your favorites in the AFC. There's a lot of ways you could go with this. We could do divisions. We could do just the conference. Although I would say Kansas city is an overwhelming favorite to win the right. AFC this year. And for obvious reasons, if you were to look around the landscape of the AFC, Travis, where would you go on a bet that you're in love with? Cause I will tell you right now, I have one that I think is an absolute, and this is going to be a little cliche, an absolute <laughs> lock. There is one that I am just sure about. I might put a mortgage payment on it because why not? I'm that confident in it. And I'll give you that, but I'll let you start. If you look around the AFC, where's a favorite for you?
0: Oh my God. Are you a professional or what? How's that for a tease? (laughs) I mean, you're willing to bet the morgue on it? The whole Um, mortgage? All right. So listen, I can I can go any way I want here, Brennan. I can go win total. I can go division. I can give you any AFC bet I love. Yep. Anything you love. Oh. Oh, listen to you. All right, well, look, I'm going right here. I'm going Miami Dolphins. I think the Miami Dolphins this season are... Now, I just said the Buffalo Bills are going to win the division, and I'm fine with that. But I think the Miami Dolphins make the playoffs this year. Remember, they were very close last year to doing it. I believe in Tua Tagovailoa. I believe in Brian Flores. I believe in that defense. I think not only do the Dolphins make the playoffs but you have a real live dog in them because no one's going to be giving them a chance. So I like the dolphins at nine and a half for win totals that, that I got it. I'm going over. I think this is a 10 or 11 win team, uh, barring an injury, obviously to Tua, because that would be a problem, but I do think he'll stay healthy. I don't think he set the world on fire as a rookie. Don't get me wrong, but I did see enough to let me know that he can make plays in this league. And I think he's a slight, slight step above a game manager, which is all they need with that roster. I'm going Miami Dolphins over nine and a half.
2: Okay, I'm writing this down in my personal memo notes of Travis Thomas <laughs> loves the Dolphins. I love everything except except the quarterback position. I like Tua coming out of college. Not sure how much I trust him to be able to hit the over. It's a big season for him. I think if he doesn't get it done, Man, it's year two and they're already going to be like, all right, he's not the guy yeah. we're going to have to pivot. But I, to your point, I love Brian Flores. I think he's been amazing for the Dolphins. I'm going to stick with the same theme. I'm going to go win total because win totals pop to me. And I think it gives you a good idea of how Vegas is viewing these guys. And I'm going to go. You got some good conference odds with Buffalo, Cleveland, Baltimore as long shots, slight long shots to upset Kansas City but I'm going to take the Buffalo bills. win total right now, I have it at 11 at my book at yep. worst to me, this is a push number, but I don't worry about that because I actually think they're going to benefit as much or more as any team in the NFL with their division. Miami might be the wild card. They split one, one, they went on the road, went at home, but I think everybody else is right there for the taking. I don't trust new England with their quarterback position. I, I don't trust the jets starting Zach Wilson and Robert Sala. That is a new uh, era for them. I think Buffalo is going to feast on the division. If you look at them last year, they were six and two on the road. I think that's establishing a good pedigree. I think what they've done now with Josh Allen and him taking that franchise quarterback level step is monstrous. And they replaced John Brown with Emmanuel Sanders. I think Emmanuel Sanders when healthy is a huge upgrade for them Their offensive line was all locked up on contracts. They're good to go. I really, really like the Buffalo Bills to hit their over in their win totals at 11. I honestly think this could be a 13 and four type team this year. They're loaded. Their defense is nasty. Jordan Poyer, my guy from Oregon state is in the back end of the secondary flying all over. I love what Buffalo has coming into the year. This is as confident a bet. I think as I have in any other category is the Buffalo win total hitting over the number 11 this year.
0: But Sprague, if you're going to do the mortgage, I mean, if you're putting the mortgage on the line here, forget the win total. Why don't you give me a little Buffalo Bills at 10 to 1 to win the whole shebang a bang the way you're talking? Forget the win total. Double down, baby. We're betting the mortgage here.
2: I'll tell you what, Travis, circle back to me when they hit the over and I win the mortgage payment. I will double it down on them to win the AFC going into the playoffs.
0: Book it. I like your style, and I see what Book you did it. there. No one circles the wagon, so we'll yes. circle back to this. Very well done, sir.
2: Uh, welcome into our debut here, back to the futures on the BetQL Network. We are excited, myself, Brandon Sprague. I'm out at 1080 The Fan here in Portland. My co-host there, you see him, Travis Thomas of 980 Sports Radio over there in DC. As we're talking AFC futures now, dark horses. I love dark horse bets yeah. because are they a bit of a gamble? Absolutely. But it's it's identifying something and hoping that that thing that you picked up ends up hitting. Now, there's a lot of dark horse bets that I like. But do you have one specifically,
0: Travis, that you're in love with? I mean, listen, it's kind of boring, but it is technically a dark horse. Look, I think the Baltimore Ravens are being undervalued here in this conference. And here's what I mean. While I understand why the Chiefs are the favorite to win the Super Bowl and to represent the conference, I mean, who's going to argue that with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, and they already have a ring. And by the way, if that offensive line is healthy, Patrick Mahomes is not doing triple axles on Super Mm -hmm. Sunday, and maybe they have another ring. Maybe he beats Brady head-to-head. So I get it. Uh, You just talked about the Buffalo Bills and did a love fest over them, so don't even get me started on that. But (laughs) I get it, right? I'm not going to argue with with you on that. But the Baltimore Ravens, are the team that's kind of forgotten in the AFC. They're 14-1 odds to win the entire thing. I got to tell you, I'm not going to blow a mortgage payment on it, but I'll sprinkle a little something-something on the Ravens at 14-1 to 1 to win the whole Super Bowl. I believe Lamar Jackson can take that next step in his career. We've seen him struggle in the pocket, in the playoffs. He's yep. taken his lumps, and people are quick to knock him for that, but they won't give the props of the learning from that He seems like the kind of kid that's going to put in the work. I think the Ravens 14 to one to win the entire Super Bowl is my dark horse play.
2: Wow. That's a, that's a ballsy pick, man. I'll give you a lot of credit on going out on the limb on that one. I, I, I need Lamar Jackson. I'm a big Lamar Jackson fan. I think he is a little over criticized, but his weakness is throwing the football. And I just don't know how much they really helped him this off season at the wide receiver position. Hollywood Brown's great. I don't know what I'm getting from Sammy Watkins, and Rashad Bateman's going to have to prove it coming out of college. Got great targets in Mark Andrews, uh, and obviously the running back position's big for them, but I need to see him do it through the air. But I like that play because you're getting good value. I'll give you a dark horse that everybody's going to laugh at, but I don't think it's completely impossible, right? If anything about the Super Bowl taught us, it's that an injury or two happens, and the entire game is going to be changed. So let's ride into the night. Dark horse pick. I got a team getting value chargers to win the AFC West at plus 500 on the book I'm looking at. Yeah. I get that this is the chiefs division to lose, but I think the chargers take a real step this year. They drafted Slater. They addressed their other offensive line, uh, positional needs. They hired a defensive coach and Brandon Staley. I think they're going to be better because of that. Derwin James is coming back. I want him to stay healthy. And if he can, he is a game changer Herbert, t- uh, Herbert takes a big leap this year in year two. I think they have the one or one of the best wide receiver duos in Williams and Allen. And look, I think it's good, good value at five to one. They were seven to nine last year. They had six, one score games, Travis. They went zero oh and six. I have to believe that if you even win three of those, two of those, your fortunes change. I don't think it's impossible for one injury to happen. And they end up winning their division at five Two, one we're gonna roll on here on back to the futures on the betql network brandon sprague here travis thomas my co-host over there in dc we got a lot to get into but let's dive into the other football world college football we love it out here out the west i want to know what travis is thinking favorites and we'll address some of those we'll talk some college football and back to the futures next on the betql network
0: Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Travis Thomas
1: and Brandon Sprague. Only on the BetQL Network.
0: That's right. Only on the BetQL Network. Back to the Futures from BetQL. Travis Thomas, Brandon Sprague here. And we're talking college football. That's right. The season starts. Key dates for you to remember. August 28th. But the first full weekend is September 4th semifinals the playoffs new year's eve cotton bowl and the orange bowl the championship game where it's all said and done all the dust settles and the smoke clears monday january 10th, 10th in indy uh so let's talk it here brandon now you know i am a diehard college football fan as i know you are so uh i know you're excited for this season
2: Oh, man, I, I said this about the NFL. I think college football might apply even more. You know, out West here, college football has been looked forward to for over a year. Last year was crazy. It was unpredictable. The second place team in the Pac-12 division of the North ended up winning the championship. Nobody liked that. I think this year, college football is going to have a resurgence unlike any other sport because the fans are going to be back in the, uh, the stadiums, man. I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really excited for what this year is going to be in college football.
0: No doubt. All right, let's bring in Chase Kitty, who will uh, party with us as well. Chase Kitty, writer at BetMGM, co-host of the High Motor Podcast. Uh, I know you are all knee-deep into your college football coverage. You're just wrapping it up, basically, all your previews. I follow you on Twitter, Chase, so welcome to the show. We want to gamble heavily with you on the college football season on on the uh, Back to the Future show. Welcome. Absolutely. Uh, Let's pump some bets. Uh, Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. All right, let's start here with our value plays. So, Brandon, you've already told me uh, how fired up you are for the season, obviously. Uh, Chase, I want this from you as well. Give me some of your top value plays. What do you feel most confident in as you place your futures bet for this college football season? Brandon, you go first.
2: Uh, you know, I look, I got a lot of bets that I like. I think UCLA has really good value in the PAC 12 South. I'm being a little bit of a honk with that one, but the PAC 12 is going to have a very competitive season. If I was to just branch out to the national perspective, it's a team that is always in the conversation, but never quite gets the respect because they've never won a playoff game. And that's the only team in the big 12, Oklahoma. I love Oklahoma at plus 800 right now. Look, outside of my conference, the Pac-12, I think if you look around the landscape, the ACC is not good. Clemson benefits from that. Oklahoma has a bit of this in the Big 12. Iowa State's going to be good. Uh, You know, Oklahoma State is good. But Lincoln Riley owns Oklahoma State. Don't tell me about Texas until they're actually back. I'm tired of hearing that. and Oklahoma's bringing back Spencer Rattler. Who's going to be one of the top picks. It looks like in the draft. I think he's going to put up video game numbers. They have one of the best tight end groups in college football. They're stacked on the front seven defensively, which should help from an historic bad performance from their defensive side. I love Oklahoma this year. I think they could get the number two ranking in that playoff, avoid Bama, and finally win a playoff game and anything happens in a championship scenario. I think if I was to look at the national landscape, Bama Clemson, always safe bets. I love Oklahoma.
0: Yeah, listen, usually I would want to try and argue with you, as you know, Brandon, but right now I can't. I'm with you on Oklahoma. I think it's a safe bet. I'm betting their win totals. Uh, I'm betting them to make the playoff and I'm with you. I think they can absolutely uh, win a playoff game. It's definitely not the craziest thing I've ever heard. I'll give you one that I kind of have a home field advantage on. If you're looking for a value play for a win total. I'm going the Maryland Terrapins. Uh, their win total is set at six. If you take the over, you can get it at plus one hundred. Higher in some places. I'm telling you right now. Head coach Mike Loxley is from the area. He is recruiting that Maryland, DC, and Virginia absolute talent. Uh, just it's a wealth of talent in terms of talent in terms of the kids coming through high school here playing football. And I'm telling you, he's the first coach who has cracked the Da Vinci code of, let's just keep these kids local. Let's keep them in their backyard. For years, Penn State, all these other teams in the Big Ten have plucked these kids out of the area. Mike Loxley, quiet as kept, has put together outstanding recruiting classes for Maryland. That is a value play over the six wins, the total for Maryland. All right, Chase, now you hear the love for Oklahoma the love for ucla the love for maryland what do you think of those and then give us some of your value plays for the college football season
1: i think the one i agree with most is actually ucla i obviously am not taking them seriously as some sort of national championship contender but if you're looking at pac12 odds i think they offer you great value right now i'm looking at uh, on mgm they had plus 1200 to win the pac12 i mean i think that's great value i'm not convinced that they're going to do it, but I do think they could be in the mix at the end, and if you pick right and they end up in that championship game, you're talking about some great hedge positions. So UCLA and Arizona State are, are the two that I'm sort of looking at uh, early on in the Pac-12 to create hedge positions for myself later on. Oklahoma, I, I don't necessarily disagree with anything that was said. I think I like Iowa State more. I, I don't understand how Matt Campbell has won at this level. If you look at their, <laughs> the recruits that they bring in, if you look at the program he's the head of, I mean, no disrespect. But it, it's it's just not – the roster is not a blue-chip roster. And yet they win so convincingly. They're so consistent in these last couple of years in, ter- in terms of the product they put on the field. They're clearly building to something. So I like the idea that I can get Iowa State at plus 275 to win the Big 12 I'm not convinced they can win in Norman, but I do think they can finish in second, go to the title game with a rematch against Oklahoma, same thing that we saw last year. And this time, maybe they actually get the bounces that go their way. You know, they come up 25 or 30 yards, shorter one in the Big 12 last year. Maybe it goes their way this year. So I would be maybe a little bit more interested in that. And again, that's a position that you can operate uh, as a hedge point. My value picks, I don't really like any of the top teams in terms of the national championship. Uh, I totally agree with the whole stay away from Alabama thing. I mean, it's just so priced out. The brain drain at Alabama and Ohio State and Notre Dame, these these teams that we've consistently seen competing for playoff spots, it's really, really high this year, especially when you look at what they lose to the draft relative to all these other teams that are actually keeping fifth- and sixth-year seniors at historic rates because of all the COVID rules. So I'm not telling you Alabama's gonna suck this year or anything, but I do think you're gonna see the upper crust have more competition toward the top with those playoff perks. I'm looking a little bit down ballot past Alabama, past Ohio State. I think if you really want to go for it, there are a couple things you could look at, like Miami at plus four thousand or Ole Miss at plus ten thousand. I'm obviously not convinced that those are real national title contenders in the preseason. But I do, It's. I mean, I feel like for me, the way I bet all this, it's all about creating hedge positions and giving yourself the right landscape to jump off of that. And if you ha- are holding a plus 10,000 ticket for Ole Miss and they end up winning the SEC, which I don't think is totally unrealistic. It's Georgia and them are the two that I've highlighted as maybe the tickets that you want to go after in terms of ROI. You create those positions for yourself and you have a lot of options moving forward. When we get into December and January wow. Travis, on
2: that, can I, can I add this yeah. from chase? I think that was a good sure. point. I just want to add now, look, it's a bit pac 12 ish, but his 1200 bet for UCLA to win the conference, they are returning 20 starters and a four-year quarterback with chip Kelly. That division in the South is not as solid as you'd be led to believe like USC is always a favorite. they They almost always end up breaking down or melting down at some point. The north half of the division, Oregon, Washington, Stanford, those teams are going to beat each other up. And Oregon's got a tough schedule. I love that Chase cited the value there at plus 1,200 because they've got a lot of experience
0: coming back in Chip Kelly's fourth year. Chase Kitty, writer at BetMGM, co-host of the High Motor Podcast, joining us here. Uh, Look, Chase, I want to ask you something. You know, you talked about Ole Miss and some other teams in the SEC uh, other than Bama to maybe play, but you didn't mention Texas A&M. I I wonder, for me, I'm thinking of betting uh, their win total over and maybe splashing a little something on the possibility of winning the SEC, but you didn't mention them. Can you tell me why you don't believe in them? Because I think a lot of uh, sports bettors out there uh, have their eye on Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies.
1: Well, I definitely believe in Jimbo Fisher. I, I, I have no, I have no qualms there. I think Texas A&M is part of this pack when you look at returning production, which is a historically significant indicator of success. There is this massive pack of sort of A-list college football programs at the very bottom of the list. I'm looking at Oregon, Clemson, Georgia, Texas, Texas A&M, Florida, Alabama, Notre Dame, and Ohio State. All of those programs rank outside of the top 100 FBS schools in terms of returning production. So I think Texas A&M maybe could be good again this year. I struggle to see with what they lost obviously including Mond how they would get back to that level they were at last year where they didn't quite make the playoff but they were right on the cusp and maybe if one or two other things bounced their way they would have been in there. I'm not sold that they can get back to that. I think they'll be good again, and I would listen to arguments for taking the over for their team uh, for their win total. I'm not as sold as them on a real playoff contender this year. I'm not sure that they bring enough back.
2: Okay, Chase, fair th- enough. Thinking about what college football will be this year, and there's a lot of avenues I think you could go. Fans are returning now to stadiums, so how road games are viewed. Just like when you look at the landscape of betting in college football, what particularly sticks out for you? of how to evaluate what this season will be versus what last year was. And then back two years ago, prior to the pandemic, I'm just kind of curious how you view it through a betting lens of how to gauge college football. Now that things are going back to normal, but last year they played in an unnormal season.
1: Yeah, I I think, there are, I don't think there's necessarily one right answer for that. It's obviously a great question. I think my approach, which maybe is different than other people's approaches, but my approach is to combine the fact that last year was kind of funky with the idea that there's a big brain drain for a lot of top programs coming into this year and look at teams that are trying to get back to that 2019 level in combination with a large amount of returning production. So a team like maybe Arizona State that has a ton coming back that has been good the last couple of years, I'm not sure that I have a play right now, but I think that's a good starting point of like, ooh, I can identify that team and think uh, maybe there's some sort of market there. Now what's the play? Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm definitely going away from traditional powers. I think if ever there was a year where we stopped seeing that sort of oligarchy at the top of college football where ohio state and alabama and clemson sort of dominate everybody else i think this is the year where maybe we see that obviously i'm not going to be surprised if we get to the end of the year and clemson is standing there holding the national championship trophy it would make a lot of sense but i think the road to the to the end to the championship game is maybe going to be a little bit rockier and i think we could see some new playoff teams And so that in and of itself probably presents a lot of opportunities if you're willing to go a little bit down the board and find bigger ROI potential and maybe take a little bit more risk in terms of brands that we haven't seen do it yet.
0: I love that, and it's great for college football. Before we let you go, we got to go real quick, Chase, though, but I, I want one name other than Spencer Rattler. Give me a value play for the Heisman. Give me one name. Matt Corral. Ah! ah what? At
1: MGM Ole Miss quarterback.
0: Yes, that's Nine a good hey, offense. Go play that right now, Brandon. Run to <laughs> the window, please. He, yeah. <laughs> hes Chase Kitty Writer at Bet MGM, co-host of the High Motor Podcast. We appreciate you, man. We'll have you all season long. It's college football season. Chase, let's party!
1: Absolutely, anytime, guys. Give me a call. <laughs>
0: I love it. How about that, Brandon? I didn't see that name coming. I Look, there's a lot of names. I thought Bryce Young, JT Daniels, Sam Howe. I thought he could go a lot of places. He gave us a nice value play there.
2: Yeah, that's a good value play. I, I don't know if I'd go all in on an Ole Miss quarterback, but if you're looking <laughs> for really good value, Chase was providing us some pretty good value bets. I mean, I think he mentioned Ole Miss in itself as plus 10,000. Yeah. I wouldn't buy that but as he mentioned, you can use it in the future. Maybe you hedge a little bit. Um, I I thought he made some really good points. And I'll tell you one part of this that I think is really going to throw kind of a wrench into this whole season. Sure. Don't overlook the fact that there's going to be some teams that end up winning games because they got super seniors on their roster. And Iowa state is one of those, Travis. I love Oklahoma. I do. But if Iowa state wins it, I won't be stunned because Iowa state ended up, I think, returning five or six super seniors because it's kids that see their draft value as three through seven. If that's your NFL draft value, you can't hurt it. You might as well come back. They can get paid now. So I think Iowa state teams like that. Don't be stunned because they got that super senior effect.
0: No, that's well said. I also want to go back to the Heisman, uh, you know, betting the Heisman, Spencer Rattler is going to win this award. I just want to say that for the record, I'm betting it and it's going to happen. He's a favorite for a reason. Now, after the first week of NBA free agency, the odds shorten for a pair of contenders in the East. Is this an overreaction? Plus Vegas shows love for an aging Lakers squad. Yeah. The geriatric crew with LeBron them. I'm Travis Thomas. He's Brandon Sprague. This is back to the futures from betql and we're just getting started brandon i know you're ready to rock and roll we have one more segment and we're coming at you high octane we're gonna hit so many bets it'll make your head spin baby Woo! back to the futures let's get back to more
2: back to the futures with travis thomas and brandon sprague
1: only on the betql Network.
2: All right, welcome back in Brandon Sprague, Travis Thomas here on Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network, our debut episode, we're having a lot of fun, we've talked NFL, AFC, college football, we'll give you some of our best bets coming up here, Uh, and that's all over the landscape of sports, it's not specifically just one, but I do want to dive into the NBA, as we back to the futures with this, you look around the landscape of the NBA, Travis, and it's been pretty wild, Uh, In terms of rumor mill stuff, Westbrook is now going from your town all the way to the West Coast on our side. You've got movement, maybe Dame, maybe CJ out here in Portland. We don't know. But you look around the landscape of free agency and it has had a pretty decent impact on the landscape of odds out there. For example, Miami went from 35 to one with 25 to one. Once they signed P.J. Tucker, Kyle Lowry, they brought Victor Oladipo back and signed Duncan Robinson to the 90 million dollar deal. The Nets, odds increased from 230 to 240 because other teams got a, a little bit better. The Bucs, same thing. The defending champions, 850 to plus 900. And the Warriors have made some moves, some movement. Um, overall, the
0: NBA free agency period, what you've made of it and how it's correlating to what we're seeing right now in Vegas. I mean, I understand all the odds and why they're moving and they should be. Uh, I I look at the Eastern Conference, to be honest with you, Brandon. I look at the Eastern Conference and it feels like an arms race. I mean, you know, coming into last season, we all thought Kyrie, Harden, Durant, it's a foregone conclusion that the Nets are going to win this thing. Now, to be fair, injuries derailed that team, right? In the end, they were it was healthy, just KD. Yes, yeah. it was just KD by himself in the end. But I think what you just said is something that the rest of the Eastern Conference felt and knew. If those guys are healthy, they're winning it. Now, as luck would have it for the rest of the teams, they weren't. And we see Giannis get his championship. But it has set off a ripple effect where, remember when LeBron left the Cavs again and went to L.A.? And we thought, man, the Eastern Conference is just, I mean, that's JV, right? And and the Western Conference is varsity. It was a mess for years, really, since LeBron has left. But now if you notice, the Eastern Conference, that's why I say it's an arms race. All these teams and free agency draft trades have gotten so much better. And the odds reflect that you mentioned the heat and the bulls and all these teams. So for me, I'll go back, Brandon, to, I believe this season, the Brooklyn nets will win the NBA title. They are the only team. The only team with better odds than them are the Lakers. And we understand why, right? I mean, uh, actually the nets have better odds than the Lakers. So for me, I like the Nets to win the title. I think health will be on their side this season, and they're going to have to earn it. I think the strengthening of the Eastern Conference will make it even harder for the Nets. They'll be more battle-tested, barring injury, of course. I think they win the championship this season. That's where my bet is.
2: Uh, Travis, I like it. I bet on the Nets last year at the midseason point. I had them at plus 425 on my book at that point. I was convinced they were winning and then injuries happened and they were, you know, a Kevin Durant properly fitted shoe away from reaching the NBA finals and defeating the Milwaukee Bucks. But let's just be honest. Can we just say this now? Nobody wants them to win. That, that That is my nightmare scenario. I don't need to hear those three guys at a ring and talk about how they're this and they're that. Harden, get out of here. Durant, sensitive. Kyrie, I don't even know if he's playing basketball anymore. I do not want them to win. I see your point. I'm rooting against it. The Lakers are the interesting one to me. They're the oldest team in NBA history. I think they have three guys that are below the age of 30 that are even going to play for them. AD is one of them. They add Russell Westbrook to that roster in that big trade. That's four or five teams. uh, Lengthwise big. They lose Caruso. They lose Kuzma. Vegas likes them. They're up there as one of the favorites. They've kind of been a polarizing team. How do you feel about the L.A. Lakers and what they're
0: doing going the age route and experience route? I mean, listen, I think you said it all. That's a geriatric team. I do not believe in them in terms of winning a title. Do I think they will be entertaining? Of course. Any team with LeBron James always is. Do I think they'll be a contender out West? Will they be uh, one of the top seeds out West? Maybe. Um, you know, top four or five, I guess I could see that. I don't really feel like, Uh, They're top of the West, to be honest with you. They feel like a four seed to me uh, at best. I think this team's going to underachieve in terms of championship aspirations, but boy, will they be entertaining to watch? I am fading the Lakers this season. I faded them last season and it worked out beautifully for me. Now, some of that was because of the health deteriorating health of um, Anthony Davis. But where is that going, Brandon? I mean, that's not going anywhere. This guy's been injury prone his entire career. So I'm fading them again. LeBron's not getting any younger. They're bringing in all these old dudes, which I, I get it. I appreciate it, but guess what? Their games don't change. You can't teach an old dog, new tricks. This team at best is a four seed in the West. And I think maybe they win a playoff series unlike this season, but that's it. I do not have them in the Western conference finals or the NBA finals.
2: Yeah. uh, One of our producers, Bill, hopped on and helped us. LeBron had a tweet. Keep talking about my squad. Our personnel age is the way he plays. He stays injured. We're past our time in this league. Do me one favor, please. And I mean, please keep that same narrative energy when it begins. That's all I ask. Hashtag. Thank you. Hashtag LeBron. Yeah, Uh, I'm keeping that energy. He deleted that tweet, Travis. And let me say, I, I couldn't disagree with you more. I actually really like the Westbrook edition. I know that they're old. I get it. They they could pull a hammy. They could wake up and have their back be tight, but give them the icy hot and the bio freeze, baby. I think this team is going to be good. I think if AD doesn't get hurt, they are beating the Phoenix suns in round one. I think we forget that. And LeBron James is always on a mission to prove wrong. He's always on a mission to try to chase greatness. Um, I think that they're going to figure this out. It might not be pretty at the start. I do think overall, they're going to figure this out. I think you have to think about that bet. Uh, looking into the futures of the NBA, despite how many feel. I just think anytime you have a group of veterans coming together with one mission, that can be a benefit. It's a young man's game, but I think it can be a benefit.
0: Listen, Um, as, as an old man, Brandon, let me just tell you, all those things (laughs) you said are, (laughs) are true. You can wake up, you can sleep wrong. You can pull a back muscle. You need the icy hot, the whole, the whole thing. You're absolutely right. As an old man, I'm going through it myself, which is exactly why I'm fading the Lakers this season. Well said, but what if Brandon, what if before we move on, I know we got to go. What if Giannis Antetokounmpo is what we watched in those finals? What if it's his time? What if he snatches that crown right from that deleted tweet from the King LeBron himself and puts it on his own head and says, look at me. I'm the captain. Now I'm the King. What if the Bucs, Repeat, Brandon, because I think that is a possibility too. We talk about the Eastern Conference being better, but no one has Giannis except the Bucks. And if this guy is Thanos, like he just looked in these finals, they could very well win it again and become maybe a modern-day dynasty. Brandon,
2: well, I'm so depressed as a Blazer fan out west that uh, I'm okay with watching Giannis win it again. I've loved Giannis for a long time. And uh, if he ends up doing all of that, I'm going to be super excited. Uh, Look, we got it. We got it. We're getting close to wrapping up here on our debut of back to the futures. Let's leave on a high note here on best bet. Do you have a best bet in any one sport that maybe we haven't able to get to yet? I have a a player prop. I want to get to, but I'll let you start. What's your best bet?
0: Well, well, Hey, I'm your huckleberry. I have a player prop too. First of all, I am so high on the Chicago bears this season. Let me just tell you something. My guy or guy in the studio, Jake, he loves that. He's in Chicago. Uh, He's saying LeBron isn't live streaming himself at Chick-fil-A like Giannis. And he's absolutely right. He's not getting that 40 piece or that 50 piece like Giannis did either. Let me just say this. I am so high on the bears, Jake. I know you love that. I'm taking their win total over. I might feel a little crazy and I may take them to win. That's right. I said it. Win the NFC North division, I'm sick of that diva and that drama king, Aaron Rodgers. You know what that is? A big distraction, all that mess he's causing in green Bay. Meanwhile, what are the bears doing? They're just, the defense is solid. They have some weapons. They have a decent offensive line. I like Nagy as a coach. Uh, I do not believe in Andy Dalton. He will be out of there very quickly. Think first half of the season opener against the Rams. He'll play by halftime. Justin Fields will play. I am high on the bears. They may win the division. I like that. And I love, love Justin Fields, rookie of the year, plus 575, right behind Trevor Lawrence, the favorite, baby. That's my play, Brandon. That's my best bet.
2: I don't know what you're smoking, but pass it over here because you really tried to sell that Bears play. And I just can't follow that one with you, man. But I love, I love the enthusiasm you have for it. And I don't blame you for feeling that way about Packers and Aaron Rodgers. I'll give you mine real quick. I'm going to take the under on a rookie prop bet. Najee Harris of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We saw him in the Hall of Fame game. His over under for rushing totals is 975. You've got Connor who's going to take some touches. The Steelers have one of the best wide receiver cores in the NFL. Ben Roethlisberger threw it 55, 60 times in that playoff game. And I just recently talked with the Steelers beat writer on my radio show here out West. And he said their biggest weakness is offensive line. I'm going to take the insider trading. I'm going to pull a Martha Stewart, and I'm betting the under of Najee Harris of 975 rushing yards. Feels like a 680 to 800 guy, not quite, 975. So I'm going to take the under of Najee Harris. And a little caveat, I love the over on Kyle Pitts' touchdowns. I believe right now he's at 6.5 on the book I'm looking for. So there's a couple rookie player props out there in the NFL. You mentioned Justin Fields and I hope he sees the field in week one and not week six. If Matt Nagy is smart, he'll put Justin Fields out there. Supposedly he is playing really well in camp. Uh, and I'd like to see the young guys. So I'm excited about that one. And I just want to throw Najee Harris will not be rushing for over 975 yards. By
0: the way, if you're Martha Stewart, I'm Snoop Dogg, and I'm with you. Great. I think just Justin Fields is about the best player in that draft. Not named Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. The Bears got an absolute steal. By the way, Bears and Bulls are back, Brandon. How about that?
2: Uh, They are back until they're not. And that's what I'll say about the (laughs) Chicago Bulls. Okay. I keep hearing about the Bulls, but show it to me in the regular season. I did like Lonzo, but I don't know what to make. Um, Hey, man, we did it. Week one, show one in the books. Yeah. Yeah, How about that? Uh, Really excited for everybody to tune in. We are going to have coverage all season long. A lot of future bets to come. And this month we're here each and every Friday night at 11 Eastern airing throughout the weekend as well. And we're not going to go anywhere. We got football season coming up and you can always catch the full show as a podcast, subscribe and follow to back to the futures, wherever you get your podcasts. It's on BetQL and all the available stuff on the odyssey app back to the futures is here. Travis Thomas, 980 Sports Radio over there in D.C. Brandon Sprague here on the West Coast as I break my microphone as we are breaking as <laughs> Been a Finish strong, Brandon. Oh, my God. I'm just going to hold it. And we're hanging out. Thank you to everybody for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network. We'll see you next week.